Good morning and welcome to Rimrock Church. We're so excited to have you guys here and to be here, you and us and the Lord. And he's here today. He was waiting for us when we got here. And uh, he's going to speak to us and sing through us. And we're going to have a great time. So, you know, we have kind of a tradition that we started maybe 20 years ago uh, during the rally. And, of course, we're on the last day of the rally or maybe it's over or whatever. But anyway, we thought we'd better do this before the time passes. So let's lift up the name of the Lord through this. One, two, three. All right. Open up your Bible.
all of you is more than enough for all of me for every thirst and every need you satisfy me with your love and all I have in you is more than Stand and sing this with us. You are my supply.
sit down, stand up, whatever you want to do. Ben. All right. Good morning. How's everyone doing? You blessed? We are thankful today. And, uh, you know, I often think of that verse in the Bible that says, enter his courts with thanksgiving. Just take a moment and say thank you to the Lord. And you know uh, the things that are blessings in your life, but some of you may be saying this morning, Ben, you have no idea how hard life is right now, but the Bible says when we come and we count our blessings and we give thanks that God gives strength. It says in the Bible that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and don't we need that strength? And so let's just take a moment, just in quiet, just give thanks to the Lord. Oh God, you are worthy of this thanksgiving. You are worthy, God, because you have poured out blessing upon blessing. And Lord, you know the struggles, the trials, the needs of your people. And you are more than enough. You are more than able to meet us in those places. So God, that's why we come here to be reminded of that reality. Well, if you're uh, new here to Rimrock, we want to welcome you. We're so thankful that uh, you have joined us in worship. And our vision is to be a community being transformed by Jesus Christ. And so we believe that God's Spirit has bound us together, and we've become a community because of Jesus. But He doesn't leave us the same. He's transforming us. He's making us into new kinds of people. If you're here for the first time, we'd love to welcome you. We have little cards at the little stations where you come, and we'd love to meet you and get to know you. And so if you could uh, fill out a card, share some information so we can reach out to you, we would, we would enjoy that very much. So uh, in a few Sundays, the 29th, we're going to have a baptism in a creek right back here. I was just talking to someone this morning. Tommy floated down the river, and he said, man, it was cold. <laughs> but uh, we believe that baptism is our declaration that we belong to Jesus. We are crucified with Christ. We died with Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. In that resurrection glory, as we come out of the water, we have life with Jesus. Our declaration. And so we have some people being baptized. If you want to be baptized, talk to me or a pastor or one of our elders or another believer. Let us know that you want to get baptized. And uh, we'd love to celebrate that step of faith with you. Right after service, we're going to have uh, a community hour. We'd invite you to stay at 10.30. We have classes and, and ways to connect with the body of Christ, and so we'd encourage you to stay if you're able. I see some bright shirts right up here at front. Brian and Becky, do you want to stand up? <laughs> Did you guys notice those bright orange shirts? So, so this Saturday, Brian's going to be giving out some of those shirts. So if you've wanted to wear orange, this is your opportunity. <laughs> So a few, uh, was it a month ago, Brian shared that as part of the Will Graham celebration, we're partnering with 
uh, dozens of other churches in Rapid City. We're going to link arms together, and we want to share the name of Jesus with our community, and that's happening later this fall. But part of that is this Saturday, August 21st, uh, we're going to get together, and we're just going to serve. We're going to serve Rapid City. We're going to serve our community. So there's uh, little flyers you can pick up. But Brian said meet at 8 o'clock. So if you, uh, from 8 to 1, uh, at uh, Monument Park. Memorial. Memorial Park. Forget Monument. Remember Memorial. <laughs> Memo Memorial Park, and it's right by the Civic Center. And there's just going to, and you don't have to sign up. Just show up. And uh, Brian said uh, kids can come with their parents. There's opportunity for all ages. There's like five or six different projects. So I'd encourage you to do that. So one of the blessings of being part of the church is there's so many different gifts that God uh, uses for uh, the fellowship, the community, the discipleship, the things that God is doing here at Rimrock can't happen without a lot of people. And so, uh, sadly, this week we're going to uh, be sending Amy Dent. She's worked as our administrative assistant uh, for, I think, almost four years. Uh, she served so diligently faithfully. Is Amy here? Where's Amy? Yeah, I saw her. I saw her earlier. There, there she is. Okay, hey, Amy. Let's thank Amy for her work. She's been such a blessing to Rimrock Church. She, she got a new uh, role, but she's going to still be part of our community, part of our church, and we're so excited for her. And uh, also, uh, if, have you noticed that there's some uh, guys who walk around with little radios in their ears? That's our, our security team, and they serve so faithfully behind the scenes. But Nate Bradinger has been the leader of that team for, for many years, uh, two or three years. Uh, he got a job opportunity in uh, Colorado. He's not with us. But he's going to be coming back because his family, his mom is still here, but they're going to be living in Colorado, so he won't be part of our security team. But if you see him one of the Sundays come back, thank him for his diligent service. Would you join me in praying? Lord, as we continue to enter your courts with thanksgiving, as we sing, as we clap, as we shout, as we share, Lord, it's all for you. We want you to be glorified in us because you alone are worthy, God. We need you, Lord. In a world that's corrupted by sin, stained by pain and brokenness, God, you are our hope. You are our strength. You are our rest. And we declare together, God, we trust in you this morning. May you be glorified, Jesus, in your name lifted high. Amen. Thanks, Ben. And Brian for leading up that love and action thing this coming Saturday. It's awesome. The other... People, I want to say thank to you too. First of all, our sound guys, Matt and Troy, have served us by helping us set up all this sound gear, run it every Sunday, and uh, they don't get paid a dime by us, but God's going to pay them big time down the road. Say thank you to them, and also Mike Hensey and the team that's erecting our stage. Isn't it exciting? A little change every week. Something big coming up this weekend too, so... Thank you, Lord, for that. When Bill and I talk uh, before he preaches, it's not just um, Bill, but every, whoever's preaching, we go through the Word of God together and talk about what's going to be emphasized, and then we pick songs that um, match the theme. So this song perfectly fits what Bill's going to talk about. Dorcas,
sing that again. Come on, let's stand and sing this to the Lord. The more I see.
together just with our voices say take my hands and lift them up for I have not the strength to praise you near enough for I am nothing I am nothing without you Amen. Father we thank you such a beautiful truth that we have nothing without you, God, but in you, Christ, we have everything that pertains to life and godliness. God, as Bill comes up, Lord, we need to hear from you. Each one of us has had busy weeks. Maybe some have had boring weeks, but just busy times, God, and we need to stop and hear from you. So we just pray that you would break through right now, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now is it on? It is. Well, good morning again. What a great morning. I uh, hope that today that uh, I can keep kind of a promise I made to myself. Since some of my words for the songs that are the words that God was giving me to share with you, it talks about... Uh, being able to stop and to ponder. And uh, in the Psalms, there's a word called Selah. And it, a lot of times you read through the Psalms, 74 times it, it reads along and then it's Selah. And we're going to touch on that today. 
And I think one of the things that I really uh, was touched by in this is that we, uh, we sometimes don't believe what we say we believe. If, if I were to go ahead and say to you that you can buy property here in the Black Hills for anywhere between $100,000 to $190,000, and in two and a half, three years, it'll be worth $400,000. If you believed me, how many of you would have bought property? Okay. I know a lot of you somehow believed that, and you bought the property, and now we are regretting that we didn't buy the property. And I find out that sometimes we... We say we believe things and we don't. If, if I'm not acting upon something, if there's not some type of a result in my behavior, I have to at least be honest with myself and say, you know, God, I, I really must not believe. I must not believe you in it. I can uh, declare these verses. I can say them. I can tell them to other people. But I have to be honest with you and kneel before you and say, I at least repent from the fact that I, I did not believe you. I somehow believed that my way was better than your way. And today's topic, we are going to talk about something that I am telling you, I wanted to share with you kind of how this came about in my life, and I want to share with you that I'm going to invite you, uh, those online and, and you guys here, I'm going to invite you to take a step with me in from unbelief into belief. I am confessing to you that what I'm talking about today, I have not believed. And I have not believed until I began to study this. If you would have told me this a year ago, a month ago, I would have probably debated you and said, I do believe that. Until God says, look at a person's eyes and their words and their actions, and that will reveal the conditions of their soul telling you what they believe. And so we are going to talk about something that um, I, I want to make sure that I will I'll let you know that something that's not legalistic. Sometimes you get all freaked out when we say, here's something that I think you ought to do, and if you'll do this, your life will be better off. It will be something transforming in your life. And people say, well, I came here because I thought this was a grace church, and now you're going to have us do a bunch of things. Well, I'll tell you, if you're driving home today and you have a diesel car, I would recommend not putting regular gas in it. I got a motorcycle that runs only on premium, and if I put diesel fuel in that, I will not do well on the way home. That doesn't mean that the motorcycle maker had something wrong. That doesn't mean God doesn't like me. It means that probably I'm fairly ignorant, or at least I do not believe what's been set before me. In Proverbs 8, and this, is, this was really powerful to me, in Proverbs 8, you have a story of wisdom, and wisdom presents itself as a woman, a wise woman. What it really is saying is wisdom is actually the who God is. God is wisdom. And so wisdom is telling you and I something, and wisdom is saying to us, it says here in, in chapter 8, Here for I will speak noble things to you, and from my lips will come only what is right. For my mouth will utter only truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous all the time. There's nothing twisted or crooked in them. Nothing deceptive. They're always straight to him who understands. And they are right to those who want to find knowledge. So if that's true, 
How many of you, at least on the surface, raise your hands if you believe that maybe that's true of God? Okay. Some are wondering because of your circumstances. But I believe that I decided to say, okay, God, if that's true, and you told me how to live life, and you told me what is the best way that I might experience this promised abundant life that you have, if there's something that somehow feels in your gut that, what am I missing? How come these other people seem to walk along and there's something there? What am I missing? So God gives us kind of a template in his word, and he says, I have designed man so that I might come and inhabit man so that he and I together might live and rejoice on this land and be a reflection of who I am to other people that will draw them into us. And so he gives us a lot of suggestions, and the suggestions that he gives us sometimes are very strong. They actually sound like commands. So in, in, Proverbs, or in Psalm 3, Starting with verse 3, it says, But you, O Lord, are a shield about me. You are my glory, and you're the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. Selah. That is 30 seconds. How comfortable were you? The word Selah means stop after you've heard something this profound. Stop. Pause your mind. Pause and stop everything around you. Selah. Be still. And once you've pondered this thing, then lift back up to God. I'm afraid that we don't have any idea what that means. I have to say that many times in my life, I'm not sure what it means because we live in a busy, noisy world. We don't know what it is to stop and pause. A lot of times when I can't sleep at night, I'll put on a, uh, a Bible on tape. Not on tape, now I just, it's on the, my phone. But I'll put it on and I'll listen to it. I found that I cannot put on Psalms or Proverbs, I cannot put those on at night. And the reason why is because a psalm and a proverb is going to give you a, a nugget, a picture, a view into something about God, and it is going to be so mind-boggling that you can't go on without thinking on it. But when you listen on tape, it's already on to the next one. So now I've missed it, and it's on to the next one. I think that we up here, when we talk to you, I think sometimes we get a lot of neat ideas and we get a lot of neat illustrations and scriptures come into my mind all the time I'm up here talking to you. I'm getting scripture after scripture and sometimes I'm throwing them out here and some of you might grab it and say, wow, that was just, but by the time you're done, I'm already onto something different. I'm over here and you cannot say la, you cannot pause and you cannot stop. Sela is a reminder of something that God said, I'm going to tell you something about how to live life. And if somehow you're not experiencing the fullness of life to the degree that I have told you, then maybe there's some things that I have suggested that you're not doing. And so Selah is going to remind us of Sabbath or Sabbath. 
In the same way that tithing or gifting is to remind you of something. Now, I believe that I do believe in the second part. There was a time in my life that I was going back and forth and realizing something that a tithe in Old Testament and New Testament was not a law for you to just keep and do. Tithing was to be a, simply a reminder to point you to something different. And so when God began to do a work in my life, he said, Bill, listen, I want you to tithe only for the purpose of a reminder of something. A reminder that when I called you to myself and came in and inhabited your life and took that old man and hung him on the cross, I put a generous heart inside you that literally is filled with overflowing generosity. That's the heart that you have. And this tithe is simply to remind you that you have a heart like that. And when I began to believe that, my life transformed. People that know me know that I changed. It changed something. But I still have a tithe that I still give only as a reminder. And I believe in the same way because I believe tithing and giving and generosity is a, a close twin sister to Sabbath. Just like Selah is to say, stop during this song. Stop during this moment. You've just read something profound. You don't have to get through the Bible in a year. Stop. Let this thing seek deep into your soul. Because it's going to remind you that you were made to operate the way I designed, and it was made to remind you of a day of rest and what that day is and what will that day do for you. It will transform your life. There is a rhythm, and this has been interesting because I've had plethora of books that I got, but I have people just sending me books, and people handed me books on a trip. Every book of the last five books was on Sabbath. And these people that said, this changed my life. And I'm like you, well, Sabbath, okay, all right. I mean, well, now what do we have to do? Do a bunch of not doing things? I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea that our world was created by God to have a seven-day week. Do you know that there have been gobs and gobs of studies of different countries all over the world that have tried to make a, a week different than seven days? France tried to make it a 10-day week. Uh, China, a 12-day week. We've had a lot of people try to change it, and not because they were godly, but because when they tried to change it, a rhythm went wrong in the lives of their people, and they began to see this thing deteriorating, and they all went back to a seven-day calendar. The whole world honors it. And God says, if you're going to live in this planet, I designed this world to have a rhythm, and the rhythm is going to be extraordinary for you if you'll honor it. And the honor it is this, I am going to go ahead and tell you how to begin your week. Not legalistically, but celebration-wise, that you would find what it means to take sabah with me, to stop, to be still, and let all of my creation and my presence so overwhelm you that all of a sudden now you are ready to go out and do whatever I've called you to do with whoever I've called you to do it. My wife loves mowing the lawn. She always has. And there's times I'll go out and mow the lawn just to be, and she goes, stop it, I love doing that. But we got to the place where 
the harder it was for her to pull and fill it with gas and pull it and pull it. And so I come across this new fancy dancy battery operated lawnmower. And I read the, all the stuff on it and it says five star, five star, five star. So I decided I'm going to treat her to this. So I get her this thing and I'm kind of excited about it and I get it and I think, my, it's light. Uh, where's the oil? You don't put oil in this. No gas, no oil. What, what do you do? He said, basically, you, own, you start the process by resting the battery in its charger. And you let it sit there. And then when it's done, it will tell you when it's done, and you will come out, and you will be able to, therefore, put that battery inside, and now you can go on and do work. And God was showing me, he said, Bill, why do you... Why do you not argue with that. Why do you think that's not legalism? It's the way the battery and the mower was designed. I believe you and I were designed to take a day of rest. In Hebrews it says, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all of his works. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for you and his people for God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his work as God did from his. So let us therefore strive together to enter that rest so that no one may fall uh, by the same sort of disobedience that they did. You see, Sabbath is a trust, and that's why it's, it, that's why it's so connected to the whole finances. It's something that is saying to you that, okay, I can go ahead and shut down anything that has to do with laboring or productivity or gaining something for me because father you really are the one that provides for me he says in psalm 127 he says oh the watchman he he lies awake all night long if i'm not the one watching in vain if i'm not the one watching it and the worker he rises early in the morning to retire late only to do the hard labor does he not know that i provide to my beloved even while they're sleeping so a sabbath is simply saying god this is simply a reminder. This is a day that I am going to put and trust you and believe that somehow, I don't even have to know how, but somehow it does something to my body. It releases endorphins. It re gets me ready to go out. We live in a world that does it backwards. We go, we burn on both ends. We get exhausted and tired. We say, oh, I need a sabbatical. God said, you've missed the point. I've never did it for that reason. God says, I didn't get tired. That's not why I took the Sabbath. I did it to demonstrate to my people, if you would chance to believe me, if you would chance to believe me in this, that your life would begin to experience something far beyond anything you realize. So what is Sabbath? The one I'm talking about, I, I think there's some things that are important. And in the Sabbath, it, basically there's a stopping. Uh, Every one of the Sabbaths are going to be independent to you and different from you and different from me because God says that I have made all mankind and everybody has different fingerprints and different things that delight your soul and different things that give you rest and different things that replenish you. Don't look around to find out, but I do ask you, take a shot with me. I'm going to start this this week. Did you hear what I just said? Start. I'm near 70 years old, and I'm going to start. After walking with God this long, what does that tell you about my... I didn't believe God, did I? Or I would have been doing this. I'm going to ask you at least to give it a try. 
and I'm going to help you walk into what will it mean. The people that gave me the books, the people that told me about it said, Bill, it literally changed my life. I would never go back. And, and just to kind of put a little bit of rest at you, we get the word Sabbath, it, it basically is tightly related to where we get the word holiday, holy day, holiday. The word Christmas basically is holy day. It basically means Sabbath. So is that legalistic to say you guys have to celebrate Christmas on the 25th? Oh, God, do I have to do that again? Or is it going to be something that you're going to delight in? It says to stop. Stop, rest, pause. Here I'm going to suggest some things that you would consider stopping. What is the noise that occupies your brain? What I would stop from electronics for that one day. And you say, well, I can't do that. If you don't trust God, you can't. But what if you, what if you just gave it a shot? Anything that has to do with productivity or work, he says, rest from that. Let your mind and your body and your soul rest for this period of seven days and it will do something to the rhythm of the inside and you'll begin to see something happen in your health. And then this is going to be a little shocking. The majority of the Sabbath was to delight and celebrate with God. He gives you the things that he says, I want you to consider. What is it in your life that you find just pure delight? And you, you just say, God, I'm, I'm in the rhythm with God. It's like, uh, I sense the presence of God. I, I sense the joy overwhelming when I do this. I want you to put that down because that should be included in your Sabbath. If it's fly fishing, fly fish. If it's just boating, boat. Find what it is that delights your heart. My wife is delighted in taking a horse ride in the hills. She just, she just finds pleasure in doing that. God said, I want you to celebrate. And let me give you a picture of what the celebration looks like. So numerous times throughout the scripture, he says, I want you to delight in this period of time. I want you to find what's delightful to your soul. And remember, your soul is different than the soul that's sitting beside you. Find what is the favorite food that you like to eat. What is your favorite wine that you like to drink? What is the favorite thing that makes your soul delightful to basically tell me that you're going to celebrate these things? And he says, and I want you to put all five of your senses into it. Smell. Taste. Feel. Listen. How come we get so uncomfortable with silence? One of the things I wanted to do today is I wanted to, number one, get you out of the sun early. Number two, I wanted to challenge you to do something. I would ask you to do something in that sometime today that you would pick what day that you're going to give this thing a shot. You will clumsily do it, but I believe if you start with me, 
I believe that we might now begin to experience when God says, I'm going to give you some of the, the keys to live the abundant life. This is one that he repeats over and over all the way through the whole canon of the scriptures. Not for legalism, but for, you were made to live this way. And if you haven't done it, then at least be honest with yourself and say, I haven't believed you. I'm like Bill. I haven't believed you. I normally do this but I think I might be fairly safe here today how many of you on a regular basis consistently each week take a kind of Sabbath that you're shutting off all those things and finding yourself delighting in party in the Lord how many of you in here are doing this on a regular basis Those at home, I can't see you, but I think you probably look the same as here. I've seen one. Now, it's not condemnation. God says those are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. But I do feel like until I get honest and recognize, God, I'm not believing you in this, but I am going to at this day, at this moment, I'm going to take you at your word. And you know what he says in, at the end of that uh, Proverbs 8, where he says that I, everything I tell you is right. If you'll follow what I'm telling you, it will go well with you. There's nothing crooked in it. It comes to the end, and he says this, and this blew me away. Uh, let me do justice and read it to you. Then, after this, after I've provided you with... In, during wealth and righteousness and fruit beyond your understanding, I filled your heart with treasures and joy. Then I was beside him as a master worker. I, and I was daily his delight. This word blew me away. It says in, this, in, in the New American, rejoicing always with him and before him. The word there says, playing wildly with the author of life. That the Godhead played together. And he said, playing in the world that was his earth and having my delight be filled up in the sons of men. God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit combined together wisdom. They played together and rejoiced together and celebrated together. They did those things that we were designed to do. And he says, I want you to be welcomed in to that playing with me that this is answers where Jesus with his last prayer he says father that they may understand that as you and I were one that they would also become one in the same manner that we were and they could then enter into our oneness and I'm just asking would you like to delight and play with God there's something in the presence of God it says in Psalm 16 that in the presence of God is fullness of joy. The word means it's overflowing and you can't get away from it and it splashes on those around you. So here's my challenge as the singers come back up. Pick a day. They recommend the Sabbath would start in the evening. So if you're going to pick Sunday, you start Saturday night and that's a night of feasting. It's a night of just celebrating everything. When you do this, take many selahs where you stop. There's nothing more uncomfortable to me when if Tom writes a new song and, and, and he gives it to Hannah and Hannah's singing it, I am back in here and I am just 
geared into the words and the lyrics of that song, and I'm listening, and when somebody comes up and starts talking to me during that song, it is extremely frustrating to me. I can't explain how frustrating it is because I'm wanting to tune in here. You know what I mean? If we don't stop, and if you don't stop, so you need to put down what is it that you're going to cease from for this 24-hour period. And once you decide what you're going to cease from, then to say, God, this is all literally about your life and my life experiencing this. And God says, and be careful, this is not only done alone, it's done with people. Sabbath is to be something where you have solitude, but you also have time with people. Then I want you to say, what do I delight in? And write it down and make a plan for that and delight in that. It will lead you to the end of what Sabbath is, always worship. Worship and thanksgiving. You'll become so thankful. You'll see things, smell things. You'll see, I never saw this before. And I tell you what the people that have told me that did this and practiced it said, I can't explain it, but there's something chemically in my dopamine that changed when I began this. And I simply had a joy I never had before this. I would never go back, ever. It's the number one day I look forward to all week long. Pray with me. Father, it's hard for me to go ahead and ask these people to do something I have not done. But Father, I'm right now before you, I'm going to be a man of my word, and we are going to make attempt to do this. Somehow, I believe that you design life, and if there's something in, in how you said it would be a better way to live it, why in the world, Father, would I not want to do so? I pray that you would put a hedge of protection around all the people listening online and everybody in this field and put a burning canopy of fire around that so the enemy's arrows that would love to rob them and steal them and distract them would be taken away. And that they would enter into this and find in this incredible joy and that they would find themselves playing with you in the Godhead. And I'm going to ask this to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. So I will be still And I'll know that you are God I'll hide here in this rock Till you pass by I won't speak or sing But a silent offering Praise with a song of silence Lifting a song of silence Well, I must choose to get away To block the noise that rules my day And keeps my longing heart from finding you Turn off my screens, my radio Pick up your word and get alone to hear your still small voice come shining through And I will be still And I'll know that you are God I'll hide here in this rock till you pass by I won't speak or sing But a silent offering Praise with a song of silence Lifting a song of silence
Selah. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Just sing that with me. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Stand and sing that one more time with me. Lord, we lift this up as a prayer to you. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. bless you guys. Everybody have a great week. I'm looking forward to it. Don't forget about this coming Saturday in the Love in Action. Meet at Memorial Park. Look for the orange t-shirts. You can have one of those t-shirts and if you wear one, there's a good chance you won't get hit by a car. <laughs> Be still and know that